0: This is Bath um, and Dr. Scott Clithero. We are back after like, what, six weeks? Has it been six weeks, Scott? It's
1: been a while. It's been a long time. I hope I remember how to do this.
0: <laughs> it, it's been a minute. So um, well, yes, like I said, it's been six weeks since we've actually had a show. So I am super duper excited to be back on podcast land. And I want to know what you've been up to because we have a surprise for the guest today.
1: Well, I have been busy, you know, doing the doctor thing. Really, that's been about it. I mean, it's been, um, you know, not much COVID, but a lot of other just the usual kind of uh, healthcare issues. So I've been mainly busy with work. Um, You know, I'm the president of the medical society here locally. So that is a fun job. It keeps me busy. And then I'm also a hospice director. And so I do uh, work some there and then I volunteer at a clinic. So I, I, I don't have much downtime, but it's, it keeps me, it keeps me out of trouble.
0: Yes. I hear you. I know. I, you know, and it's so funny. I remember when I was a kiddo, my dad used to say, time is my biggest enemy. And I'm like, dad, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like there's not enough and I don't have kids. So I cannot imagine having, you know, kids and, and it just, it, yeah. And I work from home. So it, it just, it seems like life just really kind of goes by fast, goes by quickly, and the days go by even faster.
1: It it really does. I think in the, the older you get, I think it it just seems to move by even faster. But I can't believe that this year is flying by like it is, and
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: you blink and uh, a year's over. You know, it's crazy.
0: And I was counting in my head. Um, we'll probably have about six more shows, and then the season will be over.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I, know. I think that, um, again, I think you just uh, try to enjoy each day, right? That's the most important thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you do such a good job with that. And always such a great attitude. So I just told the audience, I just told our listeners, you guys are in a treat for today. We don't have a guest. So Scott and I were talking, you know, we're like, hey, listen, we've never done a show I'm like, let's let's talk about Dr. Clither. Let's get to know him. Let's pick his brain. Let's see what makes him tick. All that good stuff. So I'm just going to really just going to dive in and let our audience know a little bit more about you. Is that going to be okay with you?
1: That's fine. But I also think that, um, yes, the answer is yes. But I also think that, Right. I'm going to do the same to you in the coming days or weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I said we have
0: six more shows for the season. So (laughs) maybe we can squeeze one of those in. But, um, so, okay. Can you, I, and actually, I know you really well. I've known you forever and a day. So, uh, can you tell our audience at what point in your life did you know that you wanted to be a doctor? When
1: was that? Not until I was in college. I, um, had, uh, an inkling. And so I was going down the pre med kind of track as a freshman, but I was kind of keeping my options open. And I was, I, uh, I worked at a law firm, but I was a, uh, a, a kind of an orderly type. Uh, I volunteered and then actually worked in a hospital here locally when I was in college and just was hooked. I mean, I got hooked by the excitement of the hospital and how cool the doctors and nurses were and the things they were seeing and just the sense that they were doing some good and serving people. And so I think that was uh, the final straw. My pediatrician uh, growing up, who was a good friend of my dad's, he was also somewhat of a hero to me. So I think he kind of got me in that direction, but I think the deal was sealed by my time volunteering and then working in the hospital while I was in college. And that kind of s- cemented it. And I go, okay, I know I want to do this.
0: Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. So not, you weren't like an eight-year-old being like, I'm going to be a doctor. No. Or I'm going to be, okay. No. So what, what, okay, as a kid, did you want to be like a fireman or police like all those <laughs> little boys want to do?
1: Well, I think like a lot of kids, I uh, thought I wanted to play professional sports, maybe baseball or football, but that, that reality quickly, um, came, um, into full view that that wasn't going to happen. And again, I, um, you know, I was kind of active in high, in high school and a lot of things, uh, drama and key club. And so I thought, you know, again, I thought about law school and maybe not really politics. I never thought about that, but I was in the key club and was involved in a thing called Boy state, which I think most, uh, states have this, the Kiwanis club usually sponsors it and where young people get to go, usually to the state capital of that state and, and, you know, kind of pretend they're in government and they, you know, kind of uh, talk about how to get laws passed and, 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 you know, just kind of, you know, kind of pretend govern. And um, I found that very interesting, but so I, I think I was kind of interested in that, but I, I think in always the, the back of my mind, I was always interested in biology and science and was kind of blown away by those documentaries that we used to watch as kids, you know, the, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and Jacques Cousteau and, and, you know, Carl Sagan and things like that, just really blown away by nature and science.
0: You know, I love nature, but when it came to biology, even though I had to take a lot of biology in college and and chemistry, oh my gosh, that was not my, I, I struggled with that. I, I was more of the, like, you know, I like health and, but I really think that people, you know, you learn differently. I mean, I know there's that book called the seven intelligences by um, Stephen Covey, which Mm -hmm. I've read a hundred million times. And um, I just don't learn that way. It's really hard for me to grasp kind of math. And, and to me, it's just not fun.
1: You know, um, I agree. And and I think that um, I had teachers along the way, either high school, I can think of a few and definitely college and medical school who really were just able to explain things teach things kind of persevere with me to get me to understand it also you know friends uh classmates one in particular that jumps out to me was a, a, a he's still a friend and he really helped me with physics that i was just not getting physics and it was considered one of the weed out classes in um, undergraduate in college it was a pre med requirement and i just was having a hard time with some of the physics and and my professor was very helpful, but just one of my friends, we were studying one night and he explained things in the way he thought about it. And it really just clicked in my brain. So I'll say one more thing too. I think that one thing I've, I've noticed on YouTube and, and other social media um, avenues is that nowadays folks have a lot of different other ways to learn. Like I've been blown away by some of the graphics and animation I've seen to explain the way a virus infects a cell or the way (sighs) DNA replicates Mm -hmm. and, and trans is transcribed into proteins. I mean, there's some great, I would highly recommend anybody who's interested in that just to go to YouTube. And there's just some incredible animations that really I said to myself, I wish I'd had this when I was in med school or in college learning genetics, because it really makes it easier to understand. It's still very complex, but I think nowadays, I think, people can understand science better because of some of the different types of techniques used for instruction.
0: Now dude that's a good question. So you have all this information about, you know, cells and, and and food now. Let's just talk general wellness, which is, you know, what you and I preach a lot. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's ways for people out there to biohack their health from genetics?
1: Um, I you know, I've learned a lot about epigenetics and the way, you know, that we can't do anything about the genes we were given or, you know, the DNA that we receive from our ancestors, but you know, the way that they're transcribed and um, I think there's a lot we can do. And so again, that becomes an issue with sleep and stress reduction. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just, you know, again, the way that sleep really good, healthy sleep can improve your immune system and, and the way your brain works, your cognition just blows me away. And there's just so much more and more we le- we learn about it. And then of course, nutrition, which is right up your alley too, but Um, I don't know if it's a hack. I just, I feel like stress, you know, I think I probably said this before on the show that, you know, we learned in med school, there's a lot more, this is an old Russian proverb, supposedly I haven't fact checked it, but one of our professors said, there's a lot more old drunks than old doctors (laughs) and they weren't prescribing alcohol, but the point was just that that stress, you know, the stress of being a physician can, can weigh on you. So it is not just physicians, right? Obviously there's a lot of stress in the world for anybody, Much less physicians. So I really think stress, if I had to say one biohack, it would be at all, at all points in your day, you should be thinking about ways to reduce stress, reduce worry, work out that anxiety, work out that fear and things like that.
0: And we can talk about that a little bit more here in a minute, but I want to actually share something with you. I don't know if I, if I have, but I actually have a, a, a colleague in Canada that I'm not a good sleeper. I love to sleep and I get, so my sleeping pattern is I go to sleep pretty early, but then, and I sleep pretty hard, but then I kind of wake up and it's hard to go back to sleep and I'll take mm-hmm. melatonin. I've, I've kind of done all that. Um, but she sent me a download of tunes that you're supposed to listen to. And she said, your dreams will be really vivid vivid, hmm. you're going to get better sleep. So I can't say I listened. And it's really strange sounding. It's almost like, huh. and the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, come on, girl, this is going to keep me up. Cause you know, cause the sounds were so strange, but I can tell you, I have had two extremely vivid dreams since listening to that. So huh. I need to be more consistent with that because sleep is so important. It's so important. Yeah. Wow
1: is this uh, something you get on Spotify or you no, know, how do
0: you... no, what she does, she almost does like a little interview with you and she's like, okay, what are your kind of like your health concerns? What are you, you know, it, it, do you have that monkey mind that you can't relax and go mm-hmm. to sleep? What's kind of the, uh, you know, so she does ask all these questions almost like an interview and then I'll have to, I have to see if we can get her on our show, but it's really interesting. So she actually does this just for you. It's a, um it just tunes. It's called that's it, frequencies that's supposed to help you sleep. And um, yeah. So I've been playing around with that for a couple of weeks now.
1: Well, it makes sense. I mean, again, I think that, um you know, obviously sounds affect a certain part of your brain and that uh, part of your brain may connect to the sleep centers and to the, obviously the dreaming. So that's interesting. You know, I think that the whole idea of stage one through four sleep and REM sleep and deep sleep and shallow sleep, they all have certain benefits. And so maybe this, um, helps get you into a certain rhythm, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and that's so funny. You mentioned the, you know, music, cause I'm not a hard rock kind of, that's not mm-hmm. my favorite genre of music. So when I hear that, like that heavy metal and, you know, Oh my gosh, it almost makes me, it gives me anxiety and almost makes me feel like an angry person. So <laughs> I, I don't like that kind of heavy metal, hard, hard rock. And I don't like that kind of music.
1: What about when you're, you know, wanting, when you're running or wanting to kind of get you know, energized for a workout or for something that you need that energy, what, you know, a lot of people like heavy metal, you know, I've been in weight rooms and workout places where, you know, the music is blaring with, you know, Metallica and things Mm -hmm. like that. So what, what kind of music do you listen to, to kind of energize yourself?
0: I like tech music and dance music. Mm -hmm. I like kind of that whole crossover from, you know, country and rock and upbeat music for sure i even like some of the classical music that has kind of a mashup i mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah
1: yeah well i i like all kinds of music i mean i when i have my um my music uh thing on on uh on uh, shuffle it's pretty eclectic music i think it's just my kids have really influenced me you know i definitely like my the music i grew up with in the 80s and i have a lot of classic rock i like even though i was Younger, I still like it. Pink Floyd, Genesis, all that stuff. But I, I do like the eighties cause that was kind of my, you know, young adulthood. And then, but man, there's so much good music now that my kids turn me on to, and they're kind of have, they all three have different kinds of uh, tastes. So it's kind of nice to get that because there's just so much music out there, you know, it really is mm-hmm. so many different types. So I
0: think Absolutely. it's good, healthy.
1: And I, I think, you know, music is definitely one of my passions. I mean, oh, I don't me play too. an instrument, but I just love music and, you know, for different moods and, different types.
0: And that's funny you say that. One of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is I turn on my Spotify and I just listen to music I have it in the Mm -hmm. background, just kind of playing all day long. And, um, I would rather listen to music than watch TV. So yeah, but, um, okay, let's get back to you. Okay. So as a physician, what's the one thing that really surprised you? Like you go in, you're green, your first day as, you know, you are a doctor. You're, whether, I don't know if it was emergency room or a hospitalist, I don't know what, you know, back then what it looked like, but what's the one thing that really kind of surprised you your first year as a physician that you weren't expecting?
1: Hmm. Um. Well, that's a good question. I, I think that how important the history is, That I went into it, I guess, raised on MASH and, and maybe other shows or just my naivete. I thought that the physical exam and all the data was important and it clearly is But really the history, the, 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 the whole idea that the patient will tell you what's wrong with them. If you just listen, if you just give them enough time. And, um, I, and I learned that, you know, my professors obviously helped me, but, um, you know, you have to learn it by just doing it. So I, th- I think that's one of my big surprises was just how important the history is. Um, and I would just say, expand on that further, that I think that um, I tell young physicians and, and frankly myself and physicians my age that I don't think we as physicians have much to worry about in the short term as far as artificial intelligence making us obsolete because I, there's no doubt that an artificial intelligence you know, program like Watson or something can come up with a differential diagnosis faster and probably better than me, even after all these years. But I don't think artificial intelligence can still extract a history from a screaming patient who's got a a bad back or, you know, a patient who's having a panic attack or a patient who's partially demented or a patient who's having other issues. I mean, there's the art of medicine, you know, and it it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of skill and it takes a lot of patience. And of course our healthcare system in this country is not set up for it, but I don't think that's going to be, that's not going to be replicated for a while. And then I think the physical exam too. I mean, you, you know, we have all these scans and all these things, but they're expensive and time consuming and have risk. And so still putting your hands on a patient and examining them and listening to them, it really is a lot about the whole relationship between you and the patient, but also I think it's still invaluable and that's why telemedicine, it, it's, it's okay. And it is, I it can, it can help a lot, but you still have to see the patient and examine them in the same room. Mm-hmm. I think. So and that,
0: that may that's have been along
1: that, with an answer, but I think the history.
0: No, that's great. And that's such a beautiful answer. And I know I can tell our audience that, you know, there's been times when I'm like, okay, Scott, like I had, um. I didn't know if I had a sty. I didn't know if I had a problem with my eye, and you did a telemedicine visit with me, and you're like, oh, that's a clogged gland, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take a couple weeks to heal, and, and, you know, you gave me great advice, and it went away, but, I mean, I, so, telemedicine is beautiful, you can, I, you know, make an appointment, see a doctor, you may have to wait a while, and by the time you get in, it might be, you know, so, I love that aspect, of but I, I loved your answer, I mean, yeah. nothing can, that human touch, you, you can't replicate that.
1: Yeah. And again, I just, I think, you know, and again, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, but we're just so busy and there's so many demands on our time with documentation and computer and
0: and we're getting paid
1: less money every year. Nobody's going to hold a bake sale for us, but (laughs) especially primary care physicians are having a hard time. They're struggling. There's a lot of, there's a lot of primary care doctors leaving the profession and it's, it's not, it's, 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 uh, it's not good, but you know, you got to spend that time, you know, but when you're trying to see 30 pages a day, it's very tough to do it. It's very tough to do it.
0: Well, I can tell you, I honestly, and I'm not just saying that cause you're a friend and we're doing this together, but I can honestly say you are, you're amazing at your job. You're, I can't oh. imagine you doing anything else. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, but kind of piggybacking on that, you know, listening is that kind of, if you could, you know, go back to, um, Thinking the legacy you wanted to leave? Cause I mean, we all have like legacies, even though I don't have kids. I mean, I want to leave the wellness world, um, you know, healthier people in the world. That's, that's what I was born to do. And I know that, but what type of legacy um, are you building or do you want to leave the medical field when you decide to retire? Hmm.
1: Wow. These are such good questions. Um, Service, you know, I really, I mean, we are, we are servants. We are medical servants. I mean, you know, we're paid pretty well and, and that's great, but it it is very satisfying. I mean, you know, what Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: why not your, why not the sick and infirmed, you know? And I mean, and, um, and I can honestly say that me and and most of my colleagues, we we don't, when the door closes, we don't think about what insurance they have or, or who they are, you know, I, I mean, maybe that kind of creeps in sometimes, but it's really just about, that patient and that patient's families and what, what their needs are. So I, I it is a great privilege. So I think service, I, I think you got to, you know, I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I've got the best job in the world. Cause I get paid to, to do really good things. I mean, this mm-hmm. you know, it makes me feel good. You may, I mean, that's why I always, we talked about before is that when you're kind of feeling down and and anxious about things, which is certainly part of the human condition, I think one of the biggest treatments is just get outside of your body and go help somebody who's less fortunate. I mean, Cause there's always somebody who's got it worse off than you do. And so every day, I mean, no matter what is weighing on me, what, what things are bothering me personally and whatever, I walk into a building where people are having their worst day,
0: you mm-hmm. know, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: and, um, I get to be there. It is a great privilege. They talk about the, the privilege of practicing medicine in hospital. It is absolutely the case privilege. And I just recently spoke to the new residents, um, here in Austin that are starting their they're, you know just they just became physicians and now they're starting off on their residency season whether it's you know OB gen or pediatrics or internal medicine or surgery and I go it is it is a privilege it's going to be one of the it is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done but it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever done it's, it's it is so I, and I mentioned the word service to them go, you are you're in service to your community and to your patients you know
0: yeah it's like you know you're learning how to serve others, you know, while you're creatively weaving the golden rule into your life and much more. And I, I I Mm -hmm. love that answer. And, um, do you find that, um, like in your personal life, your health, your wellness, we're going to talk about, it's gonna be a little more fun and and lighthearted right now, Mm -hmm. but what are some obstacles or pitfalls or struggles that you face as a physician to be healthy and how do you deal with them?
1: Sleep. I mean, sleep. sleep. I just, I think I, again, I, I don't, I'm not an expert here, but I think I'm, I think I'm wired to be a night owl. I, I don't know. I just, I, no matter how tired I am I, at 10 o'clock, I seem to have this second wind and it's not caffeine induced. I don't try to drink any caffeine afternoon, but I just get this second wind. And then it's hard for me to kind of wind down before midnight. And I've been better about it as I get older, but you know, I, especially when kids were younger. And so you come home and, you want to spend time with them and then they go to bed and sometimes it's hard to get them to go to bed and then you got things to do, blah, blah, blah. So then the, you know, the alarm has to go off in the morning. And, you know, you and I talked about this before, maybe on the show, but you know, I, I I feel like if I don't work out exercise wise, you know, in the morning it's going to be less likely to happen just because of the day's events. Mm -hmm. But there are many years where even if I went to bed at midnight, I was still getting up at five 30 to run. And I just finally found that to be unsustainable. And, and um, I found that, yeah, even though if I even if I skip a day of workout, I bet that extra hour and a half of sleep or whatever
0: mm-hmm. is, is makes the world a difference, so doesn't it? I would say yeah, sleep
1: I'd... and then then diet. You know, I mean, my, <clears> my partners <throat> and I have joked about this that sometimes when you're real busy taking call or what have you, I'm sure other people do this too. But it's like, oh, I deserve this drive through, or I deserve this popsicle, or you know, it's this mind game you play where I've had a crappy day and I'm gonna. I'm going to enjoy this blank, you know? And so I think sometimes I have pity parties dietary wise and go, yeah. oh, well, you know,
0: yeah, I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. not
1: uncommon, but I, I definitely, I would say those are two barriers for me.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that here in a second, but before going go into some things that, cause I'm not a good sleeper either. I, I just, you know, talked about that, but what about, have you ever tried CBD or any herbs or anything like that to help you sleep? Never.
1: I, don't, I haven't, you know, um, and it, you know, I, I can share this. I had I had COVID before the vaccine in summer of 2020 and I was moderately ill. I didn't go to the hospital. Thank goodness. But I, and one thing I've heard this from other patients, but COVID really robbed me of sleep. I mean, I guess I'm just not used to laying down all day, but I, I didn't feel well. And I kind of maybe catnap here and there, but then it become 10 o'clock and I'm like, I really need to sleep. And I just couldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And so I remember you had suggested and also my physician, but you really stressed melatonin. I'd never taken it before. And, um, and it just didn't seem to help. I escalated the dose and it didn't seem to help. And now sometimes I will take a Benadryl, but mainly only when I have allergy symptoms, but otherwise no. I'm I'm kind of fortunate that I don't, I don't know when I, when my body tells me it's time to go to sleep, I will fall asleep pretty quickly, but just sometimes it's just, so I guess I I don't, maybe this is something that other people do, but I don't, I won't make myself get in bed and go to sleep if I don't feel tired, if my brain's Thinking about this email, I have to answer, or I've got to read about this because a patient has it, or whatever. You know, I'll do that before I get in bed, and Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. um, so no, I don't take. I have never, and I'm not anti CBD or anything like that, but I've never taken it, you know, for for sleep or anything probably. I, I did I did, you know, based on your recommendations, tried some non-sweet cherry juice.
0: Uh-huh. I yeah. forget
1: what that conversation was about, but that uh-huh, uh-huh. it didn't taste very good, but it did yeah, help yeah. actually. I, so yeah. I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, I did that and it did help and
0: That actually you know. raises your melatonin naturally. So the thing there about melatonin is you kind of want to start Um, at three milligrams, because anything more unless your body needs more. So I always tell people when you start with melatonin, start with three milligrams, Mm -hmm. and see if that helps. And if you're not kind of feeling a little tired, you know, in a couple of hours, I take my melatonin with my dinner. So if Mm. I eat at 530 or 630 or whatever, I'll take it then. But the time I'm ready to go to sleep, it should go into effect, right? My problem is I wake up, So I'll take maybe like one milligram, you know, so that helps me a little bit, but anything more than three milligrams, um, again, unless your body needs it, it's not a pure science. So you have to play around with it, but it can act as an antioxidant and an antioxidant will keep you awake. So that's a Hmm. little tidbit of information.
1: Yeah, for sure. Isn't, wasn't there something out there also about, um, Getting natural sunlight early in the day mm-hmm. actually improves your sleep that night. Or so. yes. sure. I don't know if you and I talked about that or I read that somewhere.
0: Yeah, because you, you get that vitamin D, and again, yeah. it just kind of tells your body that it's ready to go to sleep when it's at nighttime. And yeah, so that's um, and it helps with you know depressive states too. So that mm-hmm. can help a lot of um, a lot of help with sleep and and moods and all that, Mm -hmm. but two other things. I mean, obviously exercise and eating healthy. Those are, those are huge. We talked about that, but two things that people can do to help with sleep, walking barefoot in the grass.
1: Yes. We talked about
0: that ground grounding or grounding yes, grounding, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Walking barefoot. And I would love to get an expert to talk about that sometime. And the other thing, and you know, this, I bought a horse trough about two months ago to do ice baths at home.
1: Yes, I have heard about this. I have not found the guts to do that.
0: (laughs) So this morning, I actually did a cold bath. I didn't because I just wanted to get in for two minutes and it was cold. Trust me, it was not comfortable. I didn't put any ice in it because I, frankly, I ran out of ice because I did an ice bath yesterday. But I'm really, I'm kind of committed to this. I'm going to have a 30-day challenge. I'm going to try and do a cold bath every single day.
1: What, what are you noticing improvement wise?
0: Oh, you can't ask me that because it's only been a few days. I bought it okay, a couple okay. months ago, but I haven't been yeah. consistent. So well, what is it? What are me. the
1: proponents like that guy? There's a, there's a guy kind of famous on the internet. He does. Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wim Hof. What, what exactly? It's, it's got to be anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory.
0: Um, now the history with Wim Hof is his wife had severe depression mm-hmm. and um, committed suicide. So he, right. So he just did a lot of research on the parasympathetic nerve. He, um, and with breathing pattern and with the ice baths, how they work together. And again, I'm just learning, even though we did have, um, a guest, um, a few months ago, this season talk about ice baths. I'm just really kind of, even though I have participated in them off and on for years, I'm just now really getting into it. So Mm. I would love to give my 30 day, um, you know, little evaluation.
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: we'll we'll follow up in season. a little while
1: before the end of the season. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. More about that. But I, I have a cousin who does it and he swears by it and he's got Not one really? of those. Yeah. I mean, we, remember we talked to, we had a guest on that has one of those, um, self-contained ice yeah, baths, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, Again, I think it's great. I, like I said in that show, I mean, I, I, my older patients who may have some peripheral artery disease, be careful with, you know, mm-hmm. doing it too long. But I don't think that's probably a, a very significant concern for most folks.
0: And if I remember correctly, she said, just dunk your head at that point in the cold water. As opposed right. to Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember her saying that. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. And I, I don't have one of the machines. I bought a horse drop. It was a lot cheaper <laughs> than yeah, for sure. the, for the sure. machine. But yeah, I went to the local Home Depot and bought one a few months so ago. So why don't you
1: just use your bath again? Is it because
0: it gets pretty messy? It gets messy. Okay. Yeah. How do you get
1: the water into the trough? You just have like a hose, or yeah, you... a hose.
0: Uh huh. Okay, and then okay. getting it out, I'll put some bleach in it just to kind of keep it clean, and then you know once every week I'll I'll dump it out and mm, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So that's that's kind of my thing right now. Um okay so back to you back to you i keep on saying that's this all about you <laughs> so what are um like in your spare time i know you're a runner i know you're a swimmer but what are like five things that like bring you joy what are five things in your life whether it be recreation or family what are five things that bring dr Clitheroe joy
1: uh my family for sure mm-hmm. both immediate and extended uh, very blessed with a wonderful family and and um, I would say that's first. Um, of course, again, I'm very lucky that what I do for a living brings me joy. I mean, literally every day, it's mm-hmm. it's got its stressors and frustrations, but I really love being a doctor and taking care of people. It's just so cool. I learn so much from my patients and also the, the, my co-workers. I mean, nurses and housekeeping and I, I, everybody, and radiology technicians, respiratory therapists. I love it. It's just it's a great environment to work and and again, just a great team effort and. I love that. So that brings me great joy. And and yeah, I exercise definitely. It's really good for my mental health. It allows me to kind of free my mind a little bit and be outside because I just don't, that's one thing. My least favorite thing about being a doctor is that I have to be inside with fluorescent lights all day. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so funny too. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one of the worst things about all these medical shows on TV, besides a lot of the medicine is just not right, is the fact that all the, the lighting is really kind of cool and indirect, you know, and all this Hollywood type lighting. When is anybody, obviously all of us know what a hospital lighting's like, or an office, which is like this blaring fluorescent lights, you know? So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so funny how they like that. What's it called? Um, oh gosh. I'm blanking on the name of the um, show. That's Grey's Anatomy. It's been on forever. I just laugh at that show because uh, some of the medicine they get right, but this, the lighting is not accurate, you know? So, yeah. anyway, so being outside, Um, and so I mean the corollary of that is just you know swimming I've really I'm very grateful that I found swimming about 20 years ago now maybe and I'm not a good swimmer but swimming particularly really is good for my mental health because I'm just I've never felt that great at it it's a little bit so I really I'm able to just free my mind and focus on my stroke and I love water I love the way it feels and you know whether it's winter or summer I'm in there swimming you know and and um, not in a cold pool, though. So I guess I could combine <laughs> two things, right? Like, I mean, I, uh, Deep Eddie and Barton Springs here in Austin, they're, you know, low 70s, mm. which probably for people who are listening from up north and they're like, well, that's no big deal. But, you know, that's pretty cold for us Texans, you know, so I that's about as cold as I swim, but I love swimming. And then um, music. I mean, I, I, I probably one of my I'll go and announce it now. Maybe you can hold me to it, but I really wouldn't mind. Picking up the guitar again. I mean, like <gasps> way back when I could strum a few chords and my son's, a, my oldest that. son's a very good guitarist, but I've always, I think that would be good for me it's the, for a creative outlet, but I, I love music and I really have zero musical knowledge about keys and notes and, you know, tempo, except just what I hear. And appreciate, but I think, yeah, music brings me great joy. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I guess that's five. That's pretty good. Five, huh?
0: That is good. That is good. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, but you just got back from vacation, um, Colorado with your boys. Is that correct? Yeah.
1: To my boys and I, they were able to go and went up and up into the Colorado mountains and hiked and fished and hung out and cooked some nice meals. And it was just, it's so cool watching your kids grow up and become young Mm. adults. And just enjoyed their time. But it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I count that as a number three outside exercise. I love it. In I fact, I think the, the hardest thing I have trouble with is just sitting still when I'm in a spot like that, I want to go explore and stuff. But, you know, I guess that's why the beach is good. I mean, I, I do like I like the mountains better, I think, but I like the beach and
0: same here. Yeah,
1: the beach, you can kind of just it, you're kind of not forced to but grab your chair, grab your blanket and hang out. So but, um, but yes, we were in Colorado recently and just I mean just beautiful you know the weather was gorgeous and saw a lot of wildlife and birds and furry animals so it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, well we're glad to have you back and um, okay so I'm going to preface this my next question by telling you kind of what are five words that kind of like describe you. And they're going to be different for you than they are for me. So like when I think of Dr. Clithero, I think of leader, man of God, physician, speaker. Um, Yeah. I mean, just what are five words that describe you?
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, I would say, um, I don't know. Describe me, I guess. I mean, I I guess I am servant. Like I said, I, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, naturally inclined to serve and you know I wouldn't say leader I appreciate that but I, I don't know if I've got the best leadership qualities but um oh, you do yeah but I appreciate that but I'm going to leave that to maybe the end or something else but I mean um describe me um learner I love learning again another thing I love about healthcare is you never stop learning so servant learner uh, spirit spiritual seeker yeah like I said I mean you know, we've talked about it before offline, but, um, you know, I I was raised as a Christian and, and I believe that there's a higher power. I have a lot of questions still. And, but yet I do Mm -hmm. know that love is the answer. And so maybe I can put love in there too. I, I think that maybe the secret sauce to this universe is love, whether it's, um, whatever it is, whether it's, uh, God itself or, or herself or his self, but, um, I think love, um, um, family, of course, but that kind of goes in with uh love and um I don't know, I guess kindness. I really think that there's not enough kindness in the world. And you know, I I, I try to smile and say hi to people I pass in the hallway and you know, and you know, kind of read the room if they're obviously not, you know, under stress or a lot of people in the hospital that are having a bad day, like I mentioned, but I try to, you know, a smile it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like paying it forward so I feel like if I'm if I'm nice to somebody maybe they're going to be more likely to be nice to somebody down the road and you know it kind of becomes like a domino effect so I think kindness and I think well, the I to challenge- that is,
0: oh, yeah
1: I, I'm not a very I'm kind of conflict avoidant which is oh, probably too. one of my weaknesses I, I, I don't do that's probably why I don't think I'm the best leader I don't I try to avoid conflict probably more than I should you know and that's not very healthy sometimes but Um, But yeah, those is that is that five.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. But you know, I want to first off have two things to say. One is I want to challenge our audience and you and myself. So for the next three days, do five random acts of kindness. Whether it's opening the door for somebody or smiling Mm -hmm. or doing something is something bigger, sending flowers to a family member or just whatever. Do five things the next three days, just just to be nice. I like that.
1: I'll do it. That okay. sounds like a that sounds like a good goal. I like that.
0: And the other thing is, you know, I, I just finished a book called Endure by Ben Greenfield, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, if people really kind of truly desire kind of a more spiritual stamina, spiritual endurance, because you just said, you know, I have lots of questions, and I, I always say that, like when I get to heaven, I'm really like, okay, God. I got a question yeah. for you, but you know, but just having more inner you know, joy and meaning and purpose in the life, I really felt like endure that book was such. Um, it kind of served as kind of a practical blueprint and guide for me. So, just a little shout out for that called Endure. It's um, a really good book. Oh, really good thank book. you
1: for the tip. Yeah, man, we got. Yeah. Uh, let me put that in the show notes for people who can find it too. Yeah, that, that's great. He's
0: yeah. actually kind of my um, wellness guru. Whenever yeah. I. I I just go, I really reference him a lot in my coaching and and a a lot of those things. So a big shout out to Ben Greenfield. He's amazing. Um, (laughs) So if you could put a smile on like just for the world, people listening to this podcast right now, how would you make somebody smile today?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, um, it's going to be okay. I mean, I think that um, no matter what's going on in your life, um, a, it's gonna get better. And mm-hmm. you can actualize that if you believe it and see it and visualize it. But also again, you know, that there, there's always somebody having a worse day than you. And that not to do that in a way like, ha ha, you know, you're you know, but just to to realize it's not seemingly ever as bad as it could be, you know. And I mean, obviously people have terrible heartache and we've seen some terrible things recently and COVID and all that. But I think that, you know, I think that if you just realize that it's going to be okay. And I, you know, I've, I don't know. I've, 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 I do not know i have i have i i do not know, you know, I, I've, the older I get, the less I fear death. I mean, I, I would, I want to hang around, you know, and see people, but I really feel like, um, you know, I, I mean, this is not how to put a smile on your face, but just, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you afraid of? We talked about that. I asked patients mm-hmm. a lot. What are you afraid of? You know, what's your fear, especially when they're having some anxiousness. And it really seems to help. I know it's helped me too, just to really, put a, put some words with those feelings, you know? And so,
0: um,
1: you know, so I guess that, and I I think laughter, you know, I think that, you know, reading funny stories and listening to comedy and, and um, you know, that, that reading, you know, kind of uh, maybe cartoons or something like that. I mean, lightheartedness, this is very heavy world with a lot of heartache, but I think um, sprinkling in some good news and some fun stuff is a, is a good way to, keep it a little bit lighthearted, if possible.
0: Yeah, I love watching. Um, I don't, believe it or not, I don't really, I'm not one of these, I hear a joke and I laugh kind of people. Sometimes I'm like, Okay, if I was spy, that might be funny. So I'm just not, you know, but but this past weekend, I watched The Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I love her. Anything that she plays, I can't see anything because she's had <laughs> some dramas lately. But she is so funny. I I yeah. loved. I mean, I just knee slap and laughing so hard. So that's um, that was a really funny show. I've seen it I, before, but I I
1: my. My recommendation too, among many. I mean, because some some of the things that are on that are funny, like Kirby Enthusiasm, which I think is brilliant. It's it's a little bit biting and somewhat mean spirited at times, and and not very optimistic comedy, but it's still funny in its own way. But Modern Family is, you know, and I haven't watched every episode, and I'd ever I didn't really watch a lot of network TV, but I've, I've watched the occasional episodes on one one of the streaming services, and and that show. Had its moments of kind of sarcasm, but it, it had mostly uplifting messages about the importance of friends, family and love and, and um, I think it's it's brilliantly written and acted and um, funny as all get out so I, I think that show is just highly worth your time if you. If you feel like you need something to uplift you, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it's really, I have
0: never seen that show. We've talked about that before. You've mentioned it a few times. I've never, ever, ever seen it, but my modern family to me is Schitt's Creek. I love Schitt's Creek. I love that show.
1: Yes, that I agree that talk about some great teaching moments about the acceptance Mm -hmm. of different types of lifestyles. And yes, I agree. I agree. I would kind of link them in the same idea. Great acting, great writing. Very provocative and in, in, in the way you know, provoking some thought and introspection, but in a funny way, well acted too. So, yeah, that I think if you like Shit's Creek, I think you like Modern Family.
0: I'll have to check it out. Yeah, okay. So, we're gonna get close, but before we go to commercial break, I want you to leave parting words to our listeners.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, try to you know, live. Each day to the fullest, you know, James Taylor is one of my favorite singer songwriters. And, you know, one of his songs, um, the secret to life is enjoying the passage of time, you know, because time is not going to stop for anybody and you can stress about it or you can just enjoy each and every day, you know, and, and I think just trying to live in the moment. I know we talk about it a lot, but like lately I have been walking my dogs a lot, like um, every day usually pretty early because it's been so hot here lately or late at night. And, and, you know, leaving my earphones at home and just listening to them pant and sniff and snort and (laughs) listen to the crickets and to the, the planes flying overhead and just kind of watching the stars twinkle and the clouds Mm -hmm. flow by and really just kind of appreciating everything and thinking, you know, how many times have I passed this yard and I've never noticed that tree or look at the way the, the grass curves over, you know, just stupid stuff like that. It just, I really feel like if you can kind of live in the moment, I mean, we have to plan for the future and we have to learn from the past. But I really do think that the key is really just here and now. Like right now, it's you and me, we're talking, you know, we're enjoying each other, we're learning from each other. And the folks that are going to listen to this, you know, just whatever you're doing, you know, just appreciate it, you know, appreciate what it takes to get these voices and podcast your ears. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about just appreciating and, and, um, and, and enjoy the moment, you know?
0: I love that. I love that and such great advice. And that, <laughs> my friend, probably put a smile on someone's face. They needed to hear that today. And I'm a I firm so. believer in that. I'm a firm <laughs> believer. But, you know, and to our audience, sometimes, um, you know, we're here to serve you guys. I mean, Scott's talked about being a servant a couple times today, and that's what we love doing. We try to bring, you know, relevant topics and, and to you. So if, I'm just going to say it again. If there's a topic you would like us to, to talk about or discuss, you know, leave it in the comment box and we mm-hmm. will do our best to get an expert or, you know, or Scott, and I can just, you know, talk about it ourselves. So I really encourage people to hit the subscribe button and leave comments and let us know what you'd like to hear. And with that, we will be right back after this commercial break.
1: What grows in the forest? Trees? sure. uh wow um that was probably our least interesting guest we ever had
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I can't believe you said that I was thinking it was so powerful I swear (laughs) to you I was I'm like oh my gosh people are gonna love to hear this
1: on. well I guess also kind of sometimes I think am I sounding like a broken record because the same themes pop in my brain but I guess it never hurts to go over them but um anyway well that was that was fun I mean I'm not a big fan of talking about myself. I'm not sure how I come across, but that's not my idea, but I, I, I enjoy this and I'm looking forward to when I can turn the tables on you. <laughs> I, and,
0: bet you are. Yeah. I bet you are.
1: Well, I've learned a lot from you Beth. So, but seriously, no, I think um, this was fun. I really appreciate you doing it. And I can tell the listeners that I had no idea what the questions were. And so, um, I'm going to probably be driving down the road later today thinking, Oh, I should have said this or that, but um, <laughs> maybe we, in a couple of years we can do it again and see how, uh, how the answers sure, change. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I guess y'all um, we really appreciate y'all listening. And like best said earlier, you know, please, uh, you know, rank us, rate us uh, on your uh, site of listening. Um, of choice and um, and give us you know comments and suggestions. We really read them and take them to heart. And we just are really grateful for your time and 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 fitting this into your busy day. And um, and just don't forget to check out the other fantastic shows on our network. They're really really good and just so diverse and bring a lot of different voices to the table, which is so important these days. So um, and with that, uh, we'll see you next time.